Hi friends, I'm Lisa Capala. Welcome to Where's Wilmington? Well, I think we pretty much know it's summertime and who doesn't like a good celebration during the summer? I know I do. So we have Tina Stewart with us today who's going to tell us about the library's 150th birthday celebration. I am so excited that you're here. Well, thank you for having me, Lisa. It's good to be here. Yes, and you've brought so many goodies. I can't wait to share with the people. So basically, the month of August, or have you been sort of doing this since June and July, has been kind of the kickoff for this huge celebration of the library. Right. Uh, we really kicked it off on Memorial Day with the cele uh, ded rededication right. of the library. That uh, we, we, um, as 1969, when the current building was dedicated to the four servicemen uh, from Wilmington who were killed in the Vietnam War. Right. So we rededicated the library with a new plaque uh, on the front on the front of the, uh, of the library right. with their names as well, and we um, we it sort of we made it broader and rededicated to all the uh, residents from Wilmington who have given their life. Uh, in service to the country, right. and it was a it was a rainy afternoon, but it was really very nice. We had you know the uh, town manager, we had our legislative delegation there, that, and uh, it was just a nice nice event. And I think uh, we also had a, a display inside the library uh, leading up to that celebration with some uh, material and newspaper articles about these four young men to honor them. And uh, so it was a good way to begin the uh, celebration right. of the 150th. So that was sort of the first thing. And then we led into our summer reading program where we incorporated the 150th celebration into some of those activities right. that were, uh, as we were moving forward through the summer. Okay, so I know the library has a summer party or bash yes, every yeah. year, except we didn't do it well, last, last year. year for right. obvious reasons, those of you that might not know, there was a thing called COVID, COVID that happened. Yes. And that's why you didn't do it. So this year, even double the fun, yes. Plus, it's the 150th, right. so kind of good that you didn't have to miss that benchmark. Yes. So that must have made you all so much more excited about the process. Yes, right. So we'll be celebrating the end of the summer reading program, and we'll be the finale celebration of the 150th anniversary. Right. And that is going to be on Friday, August 13th. Yes. Rain uh, or shine, hopefully well, not so yeah, much yeah. more rain. Yes. We've had uh, a yes. lot lately. We, we're hoping, yes, and it'll be on the swing green. Okay, yeah, yeah. so I know you've brought along some exciting things we can look at sure. to kind of give some back background on where the library's come and yeah. where it's going to go. Sure. So let's take a look at some of that footage. That's well, a beautiful design right well, there. Um, can you just go back to the logo for a minute? Sure, of I course. just wanted to uh, give credit to our marketing librarian, Ellen Boyle, and uh, who designed this logo. And I was going to ask you about that. Yes, and so I, if you drive by the library, our regular a library sign is we have this logo covering that sign. I noticed did that. Did you notice that? And you also yeah. did a campaign where you allowed 150 residents yes. to pick up signs. Signs and yard signs. That are exactly like exactly. the logo that they're displaying. So I see a theme here. Yes. 150 150 is the theme. signs were given out. Right? So if you're driving around Wilmington, you can't miss it. Nice. So if, it feels for me, really gratifying to yes. see the whole town involved in the celebration. Yes, and so thank you, Ellen, for making that. Yes, right. All right, okay. shall yes. we move along? Let's move along. Okie dokie. Yes. So, um, first librarian, Charles Swain. Yes. Uh, 1871, the town voted to uh, establish a, its first public library. Right. Uh, Charles Swain was actually the town treasurer. He was very active in the town of Wilmington sure. at that time. And he was also acting as a librarian as a, and as a town treasurer. Right. And so the first library opened in the rear of the town hall, quote, meeting house, right. uh, which was is now 
um, which was the Old Town Hall, was the Arts Center, and now is um, the Wilmington uh, School Department Support Services are using that building. Okay. But um, is he the Swain of the Swain Green? Yes, he is. So the, the Swain. Swain School. The Swain School. Uh, those he had. I think there were his sisters, but the, two it, teachers. Two teachers, exactly. Right. They're all um, all related. Wow, big name in town. Yes, yes. Well, WCTV was in the Swain School. Oh, how could we forget? Right? Yes. So, so as soon as I saw that, I Yes, did. right. All right. Shall we move on to the next? Yes. So um, in 1890, the uh, library moved to the Old Center Schoolhouse, which we all know very fondly as right. the 4th of July building. Yes. And it remained there for almost 90 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not a lot of room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost there. 80 years. Excuse me. Almost 80 years. Yeah. No. Uh, it, 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 right. And the town was growing. Uh, and they did try to get expand that and add, add on to it. Uh, but finally, in, and certainly in the late 60s, it became apparent that this was no longer going okay. to be and served so as a library. And so prior to that, Wilmington was somewhat of a farming community. Yes, it was. And yep. so maybe there wasn't as much of a need or as much time available to read. And so I guess as times change and we move mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. to the 60s, then we need more space. Exactly. For more books and more people. Exactly. Right? So the town, you know, they did a study and it, they started, you know, sort of exploring the idea of building a new library okay. in the mid-60s. And uh, at a town meeting, of course, they voted to appropriate the money and the library that we are in today uh, opened in 1969. Uh, you want to go to the next slide, I think you'll see. Uh, oh, wow, less, look well, at that. Yes, this is just uh, a picture. It's, it's the only one I really have, maybe another one, another one of the inside of the uh, library, wow. probably around the 1950s, or what it looked like. Right. Uh, and uh, but it, it would. There are people today that are you know remember that library. Right. Uh, going We're so there. lucky to have such a rich yes, historical yeah. texture here yes, in our town. Right. Now, would this have been in the Fourth of July building yes. still? Yeah. So this is from that. Yes. The next thing we'll probably see is more up to date. Yes. Right. Next, what we're used to. Yes. Okay. So this ah. is the St. Thomas of Villanova Church. Right. So what happened is the town purchased the, the property from the Archdiocese of Boston uh, to build the library on that site. And Interesting. Then, of course, we know now where the current St. Thomas of Villanova Church is. Right. Uh, so, and it, uh, the new library opened in 1969. Okay. And the next slide, I think, is the, yes, so this is just, this is from the town crier. These wow. are Girl Scouts moving the uh, books from the uh, old library and into the new library book by book. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You got to think about it. No yes. dollies, yes. no trucks, yes. just the Girl yes. Scouts. That's yes. neat. Yes. And I can see from that slide too, the front yeah. of the building yeah. looks relatively the same. Oh yes. It's, yeah. it's pretty much. I kind of like that you've kept the integrity there. Yes. Yes. Know? We have done nothing to the to the front right. of the building except right. we added the big uh, sign. Right. I think of that's, course. And we did landscaping on, uh, and cleaned it up over right. the years to make it sort of more appealing. But the uh, yes, but uh, the exterior has remained the same. Right. Yeah. All right. And actually, not a whole lot has changed in the interior, but we'll talk about yes, that a little bit. Yes, let's do that. So this is about uh, the children's room about in the 1970s. I could see the old card catalog uh, uh, there. Sure, the Dewey oh, Decimal the Dewey, System. Yes. Well, we still use the Dewey Decimal System, but we don't use the card catalog. Right. It's all online now. We use the online catalog. Nice. But again, uh, the activities in the children's room are very similar to today. We have a ch There's a checkerboard, and there's crafts being done, and right. you can see the children here doing them in the 70s. 
Now, this, of course, is someone you probably know. Can you recognize who that is? That can't be you. It is. Wow. <laughs> yes. Because I know you came yeah. around yep. Yep. the late 70s to yes. our library. We're so lucky to have you yes. so long. so long, yeah. So uh, we used to order 16-millimeter films from right. the Boston Library to show movies in the program room on the How second floor. How much fun are you having with that projector I, right I don't there. look too happy. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like, I did, struggling with yes, old technology. Yes, because I know, you know, if, for those of you who yeah. don't know what this is, you had to loop that yes, through yes. some little chambers oh, to it get was, it to roll. You do, you have so to remember. fun, 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 yeah, right? So anyway, so that, I thought that was nice. and one of the few pictures we have of, of programs wow. from, the, from 1974. So yeah. movie night began then. Yes, right. So, so this is just, again, um, a picture of the old card catalog. We we still have this as a sort of a replica. We keep this antique in the admin yeah. office. It's a nice thing to have. Yeah, and you can see here the, all the reference stacks uh, along with the, uh, well, the first public computers we yes. were adding. Uh, at probably in the in the 90s, when that right around the time that we had that internet picture, right? Uh, that you if you saw look at how big those monitors. Yes, are. they're very big. I mean, a keyboard's a keyboard, but yeah, the monitors are exactly. huge, and the heat that yeah. had to come off right, from those too. Right. Um, yeah, definitely good where you placed them. You so, had to find some room for all that. But the, again, the computers are beginning to replace the card catalog. Uh, we, right. Although we kept it for a while, even when we had computers, because people just didn't want to let go of it. Right. And then finally we said it's time. So right. you know, it's all it's all online. Make the transition. Make the transition. Yes. yes. So we could go to the next slide. So I did want to, you know, uh, talk about the friends who have been such a wonderful asset to the library, so supportive. So they were established in 1997 and they did this is just a copy of their newsletter, the very first edition. And um, they've been such a part of the library's history since that time in supporting right. it. So, I so what the Friends of the Library does, for those who don't know, they manage the bookstore next door, yes, right? Yes, And they also help with fundraising, fundraising and marketing and yes. anything you guys kind of need outside the scope of all the million things you're already doing. Right. They right? really enhance, you know, uh, of course we're primarily supported by the, uh, the, uh, the municipal budget, right. but they do a lot of the enhancement services. They raise money for us to, for, you know, additional programs, uh, some extra furnitures and equipment when we were doing the makeover and um, you know, they uh, recently, um, they did Wilmington's Earth Year where we gave out uh, seedlings to the uh, community. So uh, special programs, special initiatives. Uh, mm -hmm. and, right, and there is a picture of the bookstore next door. Cool. I don't know when, what slide it is when the first day it opened. Now just as an aside, is it rare that a community would have an organization like that attached to the library or do most towns have? Most libraries have a friends organization. It's very common. Okay. It's very common. All right. Let's see what's next. Oh, so I guess we could talk about I know what that is. Yeah, so uh, yes, what, just, is, so in the, um, let's see, I became director in 1996. So one of the first things I started, we started to do was to study uh, the needs of the library in terms right. of expansion of a right. new facility. And we did uh, some st uh, uh, studies, uh, program studies, uh, what was needed, uh, and some possible sites for a sure. new, new facility. And one of them was the Whitfield School site. Right, and that right. was proposed in 2002. Um, that proposal failed. Do you really think it would have been big enough? Oh, that we were that was going to be come down. The, right. the proposal oh, you're was going to use the land. The land. Okay. The pr proposal was to raise the building and to build a new library. Right. But that was not acceptable. Everyone wanted to keep the library, or at least the majority of the citizens wanted right. to keep the library closer to the town common. Right. So the next slide. 
you remember this. The Swain School, <laughs> the Swain School. my favorite. The Swain School. So the second proposal in 2005 was to, again, we were going, the proposal was to raise that building right. and to build a new library on that side. Right. But that proposal also failed. Right. And for those of you who don't know, this building, the Swain School, was right in front of where the Buzzell Senior Center yes, is. Yes, that's correct. And now it's where we have our farmer's market. Farmer's market. But, but the Swain School was there for quite a long time. Yes, it was. Yeah. Well, well yes. Uh, and then the high school before the one that this was considered the new high school. Right, this right. This was the old high school. Right, correct. Uh, and uh, yes. so now it's now we have the Swain Green, which is a yes. wonderful spot. And that spot. building served us well for many, many yes. years. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was a lovely building. So moving along, uh, so anyway, we as when we lost the proposal for the library at yes. the town meeting, we got the majority vote, but not the two-thirds required. Uh, we did go to the polls, because that was the second part. And these are some uh, supporters with their Lovely. signs at the polls. So. But after this, we did. We figured we lost, and then it, uh, uh, oh, this is uh, interesting little yes, factoid. Please. The same town meeting where we lost the library, and I remember that. By okay, the, way. the the land, the property adjacent to the library was for sale. Right. At that town meeting, it wasn't available when we were doing the study and the proposal, but it did become available. Uh, just the timing uh, available at that town meeting, so right. the, the town voted to purchase it. So the town manager at the time, Mike Kyra, called and said, do you would like, like to use that property for uh, overflow storage? So what a I nice gift. So I knew that, yes, that would be great because we have, uh, we were, we, we had some space challenges. Right. And, Which uh, is why you wanted the new building, among other yes. things, providing more services, looking forward to the growth and the population. And I know, I remember around that time mm. when the election was going on yeah. and when that was happening, yeah. there were other projects that kind of had to take precedence That's, according yes. to the community. Right. Over. So it wasn't that they didn't want to help the library, they're just yeah. other things that kind of needed to kind of get done first. So it's nice that you kind of got this extra little yes. gift, if you will, it was. when you did lose. So. What had happened, uh, the friends got together and they were beginning just to sort of store books there for a, our annual book sale, as right, you know we used to do right. that. And someone said, you know, maybe we could turn this into a bookstore. So Mike Kyra said, I don't have a problem with it if you'd Great. like to. So in April 2007, the bookstore next door opened. Nice. And again, this has been a wonderful, this has been a win-win-win, as right. I like to uh, say. It's a great place for people to donate their used books. Right. It's a great place to buy books at you know um, bargain prices right and it's a great it's and it's revenue to the library right through the friends right for our programming so uh, again it's all volunteers they were open Monday excuse me Wednesdays and Saturdays from 10 to 4 and it's all volunteer run by the friends. And you have other items in there too, don't you? We, uh, books? Did you have DVDs, I thought, they have or they, CDs? Well, or yeah, it's interesting. Uh, uh, again, as you know, more people are streaming. Yes, uh, yes, so. we know about that. <laughs> yes, and yes. so they were, yes, they did have uh, books on tape and DVDs, right. but they're finding that uh, they're not certainly as more, so even in the library, and you need they're the not space. moving as much. You need the right. space. Yeah. But uh, people who love books love to go to this bookstore yeah. and, uh, it's we they accept donations and it's right. uh, from the community, so it's still a, it's a really really wonderful revenue source uh, for the library. Right. the library, and it's very quaint if you haven't yeah. visited oh. it. Oh it's yes. very nice and quiet and peaceful, and everything's very well organized. It's very well. The it's, it's really yes. a lovely place if you haven't stopped by. All the rain we've had, rainy day. Yeah. Yes. Good thing to do. Yeah, like you said, win, they do win, a great win. job. They do a right? great job. Yeah. So yes. visit the bookstore if you haven't yes, been there. Yes. Yeah. So after we lost the library, then you had to regroup. May yes. What are we going to do now? Makeover yeah. begins. So were you upset when that happened? You know, uh, 
just for a few days. Okay. Uh, I and uh, uh, my staff rallied, and Good. they said, okay. We're going to do a you know makeover on a dime you know right, so uh, right. let's what can we do with the building we have right. you, know, you got lemons so you're making some lemonade, lemonade. So, and, and you know, know eventually it will happen eventually the library will probably get a makeover eventually but you did what you could and that's that's great yeah that's so the first need. thing you know we did is certainly had to remove book stacks right and uh, reduce the size of the collection because what we wanted to do is make room more room for people. Right, and because uh, the book stacks are, well, it was it was also um, um, causing you know it was the window light, the natural light was being blocked. Right, so we wanted to make a more of a quiet, nice seating area. We needed more room for technology, right. for computers. Right, so this was the first step, and and then other things that we did. Right. You know, we did uh, new furniture, painting, new windows. Uh, public buildings has was awesome. Uh, you know, they did uh, you know taking out the books. As this is you could see a little bit. There were all book stacks. Right. Uh, in this area now, it's all a quiet study area. Right. So, uh, but it's ongoing. It's interesting so these, you should say that too, mm -hmm. because when we think of, well, when I think of the library, when I was a kid, it was quiet. Yeah. Maybe you stayed in a quiet area, but mm -hmm. now you're saying people. So the li the face of all libraries has kind of changed a little bit in that it's more community center oriented mm -hmm. with books and technology than I think it was before. And that's why you needed the room for the people. So oh, yeah. they could come and mm -hmm. learn all the things they needed to learn, not just take the books, but actually stay there. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. So these are just some pictures of the before and after where the yeah. uh, uh, first Lovely. floor service desk is was moved. It's interesting, um, if you come to the library, you park in the parking lot. Right. And you don't walk around and come in the front door. Right. You come in the rear door. I think the architect probably thought people would be ready to come around the front door, so the desk used to face the front door. Right. So we moved it so that the per that the staff could see the person coming in, where you could see on the left, yes. the staff person is, her back is Makes to the- Makes a big difference, her, her, I think. It's to the, uh, her- Just more welcoming, yeah. even something as small as that. Yeah, you so know? we did a lot of th changes like that, better signage, but it's an ongoing process. We're still tweaking the makeover, and as things change, we're, we're adjusting, uh, right. always making it, trying to make it a little bit better, and user friendly, right. and then of course this was the preschool area before we did the uh, uh, up the update and the makeover of that. Again, very crowded with books, uh, dated looking, and uh, we just be, uh, right now it's just more open. It's, right. uh, we got more uh, a preschool. You could see some preschool toys, right. fam more family oriented, right. and it's always gratifying to see the parents and the toddlers and the kids mm -hmm. there. And we missed, of course, during COVID, everything was just the toys no. were put away and uh, it was just dead and quiet. Not the same. Not the same. But yeah. now that we're, we're open, you know, pre-COVID hours and uh, in the summer reading program right. is uh, bringing more and more families back to the library. Which and I think is that's nice. why this celebration is so yeah. Yeah. important yeah. because it encapsulates yeah. what we've all been through. It's, it's a mm -hmm. nice to be able to get together and celebrate something special like right. this, you know. Right. So this is just, again, the teen zone, yes. again, very crowded. As you can see, there's uh, two computers. There's, you see the one straight down the yes. aisle there, and right. then there's another one with a, a young man sitting there. So again, we just redid that whole area as well. Right. And you can see the next slide, it's just, uh, this is, these are just examples of the before and after right. uh, things right. of the, uh, the makeover. Did uh, you have to archive a lot of things too? Did you have newspapers or other documents that were kind of clogging up your stacks when you did your makeover that you had to move? Or was it just kind of repurposing things and putting them differently? It was a variety of things. Yeah. Uh, with I the bet that took a while well, to do. Well, because you know, we digitized, when we digitized, we got rid of our, we used to have everything on microfilm. Right. We digitized the town crier. So, you know, wow. that saved them you know, space. That's good to know. So, yes. That so, we have that available yeah. to us mm -hmm. if we need so, it. So, um, 
Yes, uh, we, we, you have to be able to purge, and that's hard for librarians sometimes right. in order to create that space. That's hard for everybody. Yes, right. But especially at a library, library right? Exactly. Yes. So we also did a lot of things outside. Right. You know, uh, one of the more recent uh, upgrades was our uh, outside reading garden, right. which we named the Peggy Kane Reading Garden. Right. Uh, it was dedicated, as everybody knows, Peggy was a, a longtime supporter of the library. She was a trustee. She was a president of the Friends for many years. And just a you know really uh, an educator, and uh, she loved uh, literature and reading, and supported the library. And right. and uh, of course she was uh, on the school committee for right. many years. And we actually did a little show on that with yeah, her daughter, daughter yes. to talk about that. So yeah. uh, that's called Talk of the Town. You can take a look at that if you want yeah. more. But basically, it's an outside area where yeah. you can just kind of peacefully have a little snack, maybe right. read a book, kind of be outside a little away from the sun, which we haven't seen, but yeah. when it comes back, it's a very nice area, too. We also use it, we also do programs now out, out there. I, right. I did, I do a Wednesday, uh, a book discussion on the last Wednesday of the month, so I, our, my nice. book group met out there. It's lovely. Yeah. It's a lovely area. If you yeah. haven't seen it, yeah. you should go take a look yeah. at it. So again, these are, again, more uh, improvements. This is the more recent one. Uh, Barbara Johnson, we had a bequest given to the library in 2015, which uh, and, uh, uh, enabled us to do some more renovations of the building. And this is the most recent one on the first floor. We created a small meeting room Great. on the first floor uh, with those funds. And so how would members utilize that yeah, if they you need can book it. it? You can book okay, it online. Mm -hmm. And what's the capacity for that? Six, only okay. six people. Great. And it's, it, it's, it's a meeting room. It's not some right. where people can go in and study. Right. It's, it's where two no, people. No, this would be like if you had a small club or a right. small group. Exactly. And you yes. wanted to talk about something, you'd get a little privacy. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. That's a beautiful room. So this is, again, everybody's seeing this picture. We'll move yes. on quickly. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what I just wanted just to uh, talk about is how, you know, certainly how we pivot, had to pivot during yes. COVID. Uh, so this, um, we stood, uh, began doing virtual programs. Right. Uh, and uh, when we were shut down, and we're still doing them as we right. still transition back to in-library programs. Right. As you can see, you know, the staff, we were meeting on Zoom and, uh, this the second slide on the right is some two children the, the mother sent this to our children's librarian uh, where she was doing story time on zoom right uh, again the, again I think it just shows how libraries are adaptable yeah and, and it's yeah. so funny about the zoom piece because yeah. zoom had just kind of yeah. started taking yeah. over the universe yeah. as the pandemic right. happened so the right. serendipity of the yeah. Zoom company, if yeah. you will, creating itself right. and people being able to use it and it being so user friendly really helped so many people to stay connected Absolute. during such a difficult time, Absolutely. especially libraries, because how can you provide those services that are mostly within the building? Yeah. So yeah. you had to rethink. Yep. A lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So that was it was a, a great way to reach people. But we also uh, on the right we also began when we uh, doing outside programs so right. more and more. This is actually in front of the library. It's a, a tie dye painting. Right. So uh, we also and we continue to do our story time through the summer outside the library, right next to the Peggy Kane Reading Garden. So we're really taking advantage of our outside space. Right. And again, this is just an example of us, certainly of the staff uh, accommodating, uh, the, trying to balance service and safety. Okay. You know, we wanted to be able to serve people, but, but yet keep the staff and the patrons safe. So right. um, there, there is some of uh, these barriers as um, public buildings provided mm -hmm. at our service desk uh, on the first and second floor. And we curbside, we did curbside delivery of the books where, um, anybody who, this is before we, when we were closed to the public. Right. We were, the staff was on site and, uh, Patrons were able to uh, reserve their books, and when they would come to the library, they'd mm -hmm. call the front main desk, and the staff would bring them out to the car. 
How often did people utilize that oh, service? When we were closed, oh, a, a, really? A thousand, a thousand, we were giving out like over a thousand books a month easily. Wow. Yeah. Now uh, we still have a, we still uh, uh, will do it for people. Now right. as a convenience, right. an elderly person may not want to come in. There may be right. a, a parent with some children in the car. So one of our parking spaces we've dedicated to curbside pickup. So if, you're still doing it? Yeah. Even though will, COVID, yeah. we don't we, know we'll where do it's it. going, but you're still doing it. We'll wow. still do it. But it's not, it's, it's now that right. we're open, most people want right. to come in. But we, right. but if, if someone for any reason cannot come into the library would like us to bring out the book. So maybe that's kind of a silver lining. It's mm -hmm. a program that you learned yeah, to do exactly. that now can be utilized in a more positive way than mm -hmm. kind of where it was before. You know? and, and that's true. And yeah. uh, that also is for uh, Zoom. We'll probably continue to do some Zoom programs going forward. Right. Um, one thing I'll just mention is that we've been collaborating with neighboring libraries and we've been uh, to get some really big name authors uh, who virtually can zoom in sure. and uh, talk about their book. Right. And so that has worked very well and, on Zoom. And what's nice about that too is the public's more used to it too. Yes. So we've all kind of mm. used Zoom a little bit. We've yeah. all sort of had to learn yeah. new ways. Yeah. So it makes it easier mm -hmm. to say to the public, yeah. we're using Zoom and yeah. people say, oh, I know what that yeah. is. Right. You know, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Mm -hmm. So again, I did talk about the uh, rededication on Memorial Day. So sort of now we could just talk about what we're doing a little bit right. uh, to celebrate the um, the 150th anniversary of the right. library. So uh, again, um, Wilmington, I'll just read this. Wilmington Memorial Library dedicated on Memorial Day 1969 in honor of Wilmington servicemen who gave their lives in the Vietnam War. John A. Rich, John J. Fullerton, Robert W. Parent, Richard W. Welch rededicated Memorial Day 2021 in observance of the 150th anniversary of the library in honor of all from Wilmington who gave their lives in service to our country. Oh, that's so amazing. that's so yeah I thought that was a very nice way to yes. really um, it's a lovely kickoff kick off and honor event to, to the So lives. before this happened you had some time with COVID to kind of figure out what you were going to do and there is the 150th yeah, the, that's, that's what I the, wanted. Yeah. So um, how did you come up with the plethora of things you're doing? How did we come up? Did, uh, you must have had lots of meetings to kind of yeah, brainstorm. It, yes, we did. We yeah. brainstormed. We talked to uh, uh, some of the, the friends, trustees, Terry McDermott, who was our right. uh, at the, from the town of uh, Hardin Tavern. Right. You know, sort of everybody uh, sort of weighed in with ideas. Uh, so yeah, so it was just took some brainstorming. Right. And we were, the hardest part was when we were planning, we just didn't know what the summer. Uh, was going to be with right, COVID. Right. So we tried to uh, plan things that we could do um, regardless of what right. the restrictions might So sort of a plan mean. A and then a yeah. plan B, yeah. right? With all the wow. restrictions, we we just didn't know if and when they would be lifted. Okay. So uh, we tried, and we knew we wanted, like the yard signs could have gone no matter what. Right. So right. we were trying to think of uh, things that would work either way. Right. And you had caps also. Oh, yes. I, you know, Are those I, gone? I, because wanted, I think I want one. I. Almost, I would have given you one, Lisa. I forgot That's it. That's okay. I will get you one. I will one. come by tomorrow. But and get Lisa, it. you have to read a book. Okay. I know you will read one. I can do that. And sign up on uh, sign up for the uh, for the reading program. Because they're beautiful. Program. Yeah. Um, you can yeah. see that on the website, which also has been yeah. redesigned too. Yes. If you haven't taken a look, yeah. it's lovely, yeah. super user friendly. It was great before, but it's yeah. even better now. And there's pictures of the cap on there yes. that you can get, and it has that beautiful design that Ellen did. Yes. Right on it so that's nice i was not sure whether you're only giving out 150 of those well did i miss the boat no uh you didn't okay. miss the boat but if, if for children if we only have 150 and they have okay. to read i think uh there's a reading requirement before they get a hat 
Okay. And then for all the adult reading program, you have to sign up and read one book. Okay. And then great. you get a hat. Are you going to test me after? No. no. All right, good. Yes. Phew. So, okay, so. and I know there's other things going on too. You, Great Gatsby yes. is kind of somewhat a loose theme for well, the situation. It, well, we ch we want well, really was what we wanted to do was select a book and uh, and do a community reads. Yes, because uh, we've done community reads in the past, and the library one of the things the library does is bring people together. Right, and uh, reading one a common book is another way that right. people can get together and talk about one book. Right. And that's sort of the whole concept of one book, one community. Right. And we thought this celebrating the 150th anniversary just emphasizes the power of a, of a public library right. and bringing the community together through reading. Right. So we, uh, the Great Gatsby went uh, this January 1st went into the public domain. So it, it was oh, a big, big hoopla on the Great Gatsby. Yeah. What and does that mean for those who don't know? Why is that important to a library, the public domain piece? Well, uh, it means that other it can be adapted in right. uh, in various no copyright form. infringement problem. Yes, right. It can be adapted into more different versions and uh, people without getting uh, right. the uh, copyright license. Right, and, and the fees. Yes, because yes. what people might not realize is yes. all of these wonderful things have to be paid, paid for. for it. Right, right. So if you pick something that's in the public domain, yeah, th there's no fee for copyrights or anything yes, like that. Yes, it's a lot easier. Nice. Right, yeah. and so yeah, so we um, yeah, so we're doing that. What's great about the Great Gatsby too is I've read the book. That doesn't count for my hat, I'm sure, but I have read that. <laughs> and also, um, there are two movies, the the original with Robert Redford and the newer yeah. one with DiCaprio. So kind of nice that there's lots of ways people can read the book first and then sort of Absolutely. see the adaptation mm -hmm. of that on the screen. Yeah. And it's always different when you read the book and then you see the movie. It's interesting. Uh, many of us, had, had that was a, a high school assignment. Right. And um, so first time you read it, um, People say, "Oh, it's just a book about rich people," right. and about our second reading when you're a little older, yes. you begin to see that it's much more than There's that. There's a lot of double entendre in there, oh, and yes, things definitely. that maybe if you weren't a little yeah. bit more mature, you wouldn't quite get the yes. the woven in references. Yeah. Because sure. I watched the original Robert Redford when I was a kid, yeah. but then I, when I got older and watched it a second time, I saw things that I didn't see the first time. That's true. They were there. Yeah. I just didn't see them. Uh, yeah, rereading you know? it is really recommended, and it's a yeah. book that you really have fun talking about. We, we've had fun. Talking talking about Definitely. it uh, in our book clubs. And right. uh, we had recently our keynote speaker, Marvin Corrigan, who is the NPR literary critic, Zoom, uh, nice. did a wonderful job talking about uh, her love of The Great Gatsby. And she right. is incredibly knowledgeable right. about Fitzgerald and The Gatsby. So right. that was a I great mean, program. I mean, even you could talk about him as an author, but yeah. the culture at that time, Absolutely. the fashion, there's so, there's so many ways that it speaks to so mm -hmm. many people. Yes. It's really for everyone, yes. which is right. great. Right. What is next for the libraries if that was not enough? What's next? So I mean, we're going to do the Big Bash on the 13th the, of uh, August. The, I think we have only two more programs uh, left on The Great Gatsby. The um, other thing that we're going to be doing is just the, I guess, the finale event, right. the, um, which will be on the, as you, note, as you noted earlier, on August 13th on right. the Swain Green. We're going to, ha you'll have a photo off. We're going to take that big sign that's Fun. on the on, on front of the library. So uh, a little remembrance, people can sure. get, take a picture there. Well, friends are going to be giving out 150 packages of sugar cookies. Just, okay. and you could, uh, they're also going to be doing a drawing uh, at, at that to, you know, raise, uh, to get more members. So right. that, that's part of it. 
the um, so we'll be winding down, but I did want to you mentioned the website. Yes, uh, I would definitely go to the website if you want to see more old pictures of the yes. library. Uh, Brad McKenna, uh, our technology yeah. librarian, and I, uh, I, I kept doing the research and giving him pictures, and he collected them, and, and we have them by categories, right. just to really revisit to visit the the website to kind of go a memory lane. And if anybody has any pictures to contribute. Uh, which we haven't really emphasized, if uh, of the of the library or of going to the library or the memories of the library, would love to capture those. Uh, so if, please go onto the website. Okay. There is a place to uh, go online and, and share those if right. you, if you have any. Right, and just so folks know, that would be a scanning situation. Yeah. So you wouldn't keep their pictures unless they wanted to donate them. You would scan them, and they would be protected. And the person could bring it home, just in case yes. anybody's worried about. I don't want to give up this. Oh photo. no, no, absolutely. Right. They could scan them themselves and upload it on, uh, and send it to the us, okay. or they could bring it in and Brad can right. do it. Right. And if you do look at the website, folks, it's very well divided yeah. into um, all of the celebration mm -hmm. little pieces that are yeah. there, little tidbits to yeah. tease you with. But the uh, the section with the pictures, I did look through that. Yeah. It's quite nice. So you can look through that kind of quickly, and it mm -hmm. just kind of gives yeah. you a sense of where we've come yeah. from. Yeah, you know? that's right. I have to say I'm very proud of Wilmington's Library because you've done so much with what you have. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's really a tribute to yourself because you've been there a very long time. Yes, I have. Right? Yes. But also the staff too. And just kind of like you said, pivoting mm -hmm. and sort of moving along with mm -hmm. making use of the resources you have. And I think that's what libraries are about anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a marriage of those mm -hmm two things, you know. Uh, I always ask you this question every time you come. Do you think libraries will ever be obsolete? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, do you remember when the internet uh, uh, first came uh, right. upon us and people said, uh, why do you need a library when right. you have the internet? And, and what we did is what we utilized the internet to make our services better. Right. and uh, further reach. So we took the technology and just en enhanced the services of the library. Right. Uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't really uh, make right. out Because I'm sure that obsolete. was a little frightening. You know, you've come up through the ranks, so you've been there from the projector, yeah. which we oh, saw, yes. Yes. and then, you know, the keyboards and, and you know, mm -hmm. removing the car catalog. So you've seen all those changes happen, and the right. library is still going strong. Oh, so yes. if it's made it through COVID and mm -hmm. through everything else, obviously it's going to continue. What do you think will be the future of library services? Well, right now, I, I, one of the other things I think to note is that uh, it's not just about a transactional experience in the library. You come, right. we, we, you come in, you give us a book, and we check it out. It's more of an uh, experience. It's experience. It's transformational. It's uh, through our uh, place in the community. Right. Uh, I mean, we do so many different things now as a library. Uh, right. And like, even the inclusion and diversity piece that yeah. you know we're mm -hmm. talking about now more as a nation and as a community mm -hmm. has probably changed the way you look at things and what you provide. To right. Well, we're, so we're, we're really, uh, our, our tagline you know, is community starts here. Right. And I think we've uh, demonstrated that in, in many ways. Uh, some of our offerings include, you know, Welcome to Wilmington reception. And, of course, we did the Welcome to Wilmington video with WCTV right. when we couldn't meet and couldn't offer the reception last year. Uh, we've, we do a townwide yard sale. We did a revived civility program uh, in 2018 to talk about, you know, how do you uh, um, talk to uh, a neighbor or a relative whose politics are different than yours right. in a civil way, and you know, our, our where our country was, you know, having this sort of dichotomy. So, the, you know, and we offer those kinds of certainly a programs, and then you know, all, all bringing people together uh, through book discussion. So, if someone new comes to town, we are a place you can go and meet somebody else of, right. uh, who is interested in the same thing that you are. 
and uh, so it's it's become sort of a community place mm. as much as it is. Well, books will always be a liter literary literature and um, sort of um, the literary experience and literacy is always going to be an integral part of our mission. Right. However, I think what we what we are now is certainly a uh, part of our mission is certainly community. Right. And uh, our local history that we are sort of we are the archives and right. so people know about their town we offer local history programs and uh, um, cemetery walk with Terry McDermott right and you know just to keep that alive so if you move to a town you want to know about its history so you know we're a place for that so I think for a library uh, I see that you know this is essential if you want to have a civic uh, identity it's right. the library that and offers that. And you do that. a lot of lectures too, don't you? Is it through the Carter program that you do? Uh, no, we do. No, that uh, we do. That those funds are separate. There, uh, okay. there are a separate group that does the Carter, but mm -hmm. our funding obviously comes from the friends and the town has also now supports our programming. Uh, we have we get grants. Mm -hmm. We get grants for programming, and uh, so it's multifaceted. And uh, we do robust programming. I mean, we do a you lot do. of programming. Uh, and, and I think the community really loves it, but we try to cover a lot of bases. You do. But uh, so it is a place that you know, for, uh, and we want the library to be a destination, especially for young families. So uh, people come to the library feeling good uh, that mm -hmm. it's a place they feel welcome, right? And uh, and will want to spend time there. Right. So again, so again. We move from just stopping in, picking up with the book, and going, which we had to do during COVID. Right. But now we want people to sort of feel that they can be, become there and stay a while, feel welcome, and be feel that this is this is this is their library. Okay. My last two questions for you. Number one is, what can we as a community do for the library for you? Um, you, as mm -hmm. a librarian, mm -hmm. as yourself, have given us so much. What do you need from us as a community? You know, Wilmington um, is very supportive of its library. Uh, it, it, the most gratifying, you know, you, people come in and, and are thankful for the services we provide. And I think what, just expressing that, letting us know, letting uh, our, our um, town's uh, board of selectmen, our town manager know that, that this investment is a good one okay. in the town. Well, that's easy. Everybody yeah. can do that. Yes, right. Anything final you'd like to tell our folks today, Tina, before you scoot off and go do all the amazing things you do? <laughs> I guess, you know, certainly just thank you, WCTV. I think we have a wonderful collabor collaborative uh, collaboration with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and we could go on and talk about all the things that you do. With, you do the, the uh, uh, Digital Divide podcast sure. with Brad. Mm -hmm. And we've done a Welcome to Wilmington uh, video with uh, WCTV. So we certainly appreciate that. But uh, I guess just uh, acknowledging um, all this, the wonderful staff uh, that I work with over, the, over all the years, you know, certainly a great staff. The town administration has been extremely supportive of the library. We have a very supportive board of library trustees and the friends, how can I, you know, can't thank the friends enough. Right. And to uh, kudos to them and anybody, you ask what, what the community can yes. do, join the friends. Join the friends. Okay. That's a wonderful way to, to support the library. Be a, be a member uh, it, it, uh, of the Friends of the Library. Come to the Bash and join the friends, or you can join online. It's, it's, it's uh, a wonderful way to show your support of the library. Excellent. All right, so if we need more information about anything library, but especially the 150th birthday celebration, we should go to the website, right? The website Which has is... everything, www.wilmlibrary.org. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Right. And if you don't have a computer at home, come to the library, and you can look at the website there. Absolutely. <laughs> you got it. Thank you so much, Tina, for thank being with so us. Thank you so much, and Lisa. And thank you for everything you've done for the community all these years, yeah. and your staff, You're too. quite welcome. All right. 
Thank you so much for watching Wiz Wilmington today. Just want to remind you that the next time somebody asks you Wiz Wilmington, you tell them right here and right here on WCTV. Keep reading and thanks for watching. WCTV, connecting our community, WCTV, connecting our community, Wilmington, Massachusetts.